lizards. Two wizards. Uh, Mrs. Wizard and I, we had some friends get married, so congratulations to those two. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. And it was down in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Like, yeah, five and a half hours, six hour drive away, which is fine. Um, and we were also thinking like, man, when was the last time that we, yeah, had like a like full on road trip? Because we've like flown, you know, flown a bunch of places. But it's like, yeah, when was the last time mm-hmm. we were in a car for like more than five hours? Um, and it was probably when, when we moved all the way out here <laughs> five years ago. Um, oh, wow. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so, so that was great. Uh, you would have loved this, Mark. We took some photos. Granted, it was kind of getting dark, and so they didn't come out for more. Um, so yeah, it was down in a holler, which is like a little, you know, kind of like small, teeny tiny valley thing. Mm-hmm. But then the reception was in a cave. Oh shit, that's pretty cool. At the end of this holler, yeah, it was it was freaking sweet. Um, and and it wasn't like, yeah, like Garden of the Gods. Um, you, like put on your hard hat and let's go spelunking. It was it was just sort of you know like the water carved this out and one side was was pretty wide open. Uh, but no, it was it was pretty sweet. It was pretty sweet, man. And apparently, okay, hey, that's cool. Yeah, and apparently back in the day, in like Prohibition, uh, that cave turned into like literally an underground like speakeasy, <laughs> like <laughs> like cool. jazz club. So people going to this cave and drinking their bathtub gin <laughs> and. Avoiding Johnny Law. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was pretty sweet. It was pretty good. and and right the entire t- well and also as we're like driving through, um, all the like interstate and state highways, um, right where they, where they have to like cut through parts of the hills or parts of the mountains to get the road through, and then like that whole face of rocks is exposed. Yeah, both both uh, Mrs. Wizard and I were like, damn, Mark would be loving this. Be like, oh yeah, look, yeah. check it out. That's the that's the K two boundary or, or whatever it was. Or that's some <laughs> that's some good shale right there. Tell you what. <laughs> God damn! Look at that river mud. That is some good river mud. <laughs> so yeah, it was all right. And then and right, so we got back, um, and we're also uh, recording this episode now. Ahead of a very special one, because we'll be back in Alamosa, and we'll get to do... Again, man, like, time is a flat circle. You also pointed this out. About this time last year, we had another wedding to go to. We were also going to go back to Colorado. And so, yeah, in about a year, almost to the day, we'll have the second ever Two Wizards, One Room <laughs> episode. <laughs> and that's freaking sweet. That's crazy. That's super, super cool, man. <laughs> And so, welcome, everybody, to the newest, latest, and greatest episode of the Two Wizards Podcast uh, with your hosts. I'm one of them, uh, and my name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I'm a wizard. And yeah, guys, welcome back. Uh, Here we are once again, back in our Wizards Tower during the spooky season. Spooky season, yeah. And... And uh, off, and, and continuing what I felt was off to a great start with kind of 
loose shroud ghosts. We are continuing. We're plying ahead with our ghost theme episode. Um, and of course, right, as you've downloaded this or as you saw uh, this getting promoted on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, you know what the episode's going to be. Um, but but before we get into that, before we announce that specifically, Mark, what are we drinking in our Wizards Rytons? Uh, it's a very special one, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know if it's special or not, but it's the return of an oldie but a goodie. That's right, Josh. It's the Great White Buffalo. The Great White Buffalo. And we- Fireball and milk. Fireball and milk. And a uh, little powdered cinnamon, maybe a little nutmeg on top if you want to go crazy. Because um, <laughs> I think the last time... When was it? What what episode was it where we did, like, Great White Buffalo variants, and I found the banana juice, and like... Oh, that was, um, Can You See the Lights Part 2, I think. Was that? I think, I think it was. We called it the Great Air Bison. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Also, speaking of variants, or variations, or like, ghostly images, uh, I have a slight, a slightly different take on the Great White Buffalo tonight. Um... Oh really? So it, it does not involve banana juice, but um, but as we were driving back, we 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 made a couple stops. We we didn't do the full experience because again we had to get back. But Mark, there's a little kind of route along that way known as the Great Bourbon Trail. Okay. Because again, it's Kentucky, and there's all the like hills, the 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 stills in the hills, and people were making right, moonshine right, right. forever. And so we took a little detour. Uh, uh, we first stopped by Maker's Mark, uh, their facility there, and it was freaking sweet. Um, we got to, like, all the tours were booked, so we didn't get to do any of the tours, but we got to, like, walk around a little bit. They had a little restaurant. We got something to eat. Um, the Mrs. Wizard got um, their, uh, it wasn't their regular Maker's Mark. It was their cask. They're, like, they're kind of, like, special, special edition one. Uh, bought her own okay. bottle of cask bourbon, and then got to dip the top in the red wax herself, because that's oh yeah cool. This is so I was taking pictures and like giggling the whole time. Uh, so we stopped by there. <laughs> it was great. Then uh, about an hour and a half, two hours away, we stopped by Buffalo Trace, which I've talked about it at length. Um, it's great stuff. Uh, the the Stag family, George T. Stag, was at one time one of the proprietors. And the stags and the streeters split off along some way. Um, there's a picture of them. I thought I saw some family resemblance there, but meh, I don't know. <laughs> um, so when we were you're, over there... You're the lost son. You're the lost, like, I could make, Buffalo Trace bourbon son. You, even before I start drinking, you, like, take a blood sample, and I bet there's some bourbon. <laughs> there's chemically some bourbon in there. Um, so yeah, so uh, likewise, all the tours were, the official tours were, were booked. So we just kind of wandered around. Um, and I got a bottle, right, a Buffalo Trace. And they also have this product that they call White Dog, which I thought, hmm, I bet I could do something with that. And what White Dog is, is it's essentially their unaged bourbon. So, so they do the process, they distill it. And then instead of putting it into, like, the charred casks or whatever, they just bottle that and s- send it out. And you put hair on your chest that way. So I have, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm still, I haven't settled on a name. And maybe you can help me with this. So I have Splash of White Dog, unaged bourbon, a um, little bit of vanilla, cinnamon on, on top, in milk. And so I was like, because, hmm. like, yeah, there's a great white buffalo... I guess I could call it the Great White Buffalo Trace. I don't know. <laughs> the Great 
yeah. white dog well, chasing a buffalo. <laughs> okay, okay. So not that we have to come up with it right now, but again, that, let's just let that kind of like distill in the back of our minds uh, as we... Dog down in white guilt. <laughs> <laughs> that might just be it. And on that note, uh, here's on you, buddy. Cheers, but can't even drink. <laughs> Ooh. Mm. So do you notice? Is it so? Okay, sorry. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the giggles and I couldn't think. <laughs> um, do you notice a difference in the? I mean, of, of course you do. But like, is it like positive difference, negative with it being like not aged like that? Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh huh. Right. It's it. So it doesn't have quite the same. Because like during the like barreling process, like it, of course, picks up like a lot of oak. Uh, a lot of smoky kind of stuff. Um, sometimes like some more vanilla uh, from the from, from the char, right? Because that's basically what it is. You're like caramelizing the inside of the barrel. Um, okay. So so yeah. So this one is it is. It's just a little. And I know this sounds like duh, of course, but it's a little less refined. It's a little edgier. It's a little yeah, whatever. Teach. I don't need no high school diploma. I'm gonna, I'm gonna race, race those dragsters all along the. That's how I. Yeah, it's a little more wearing a leather jacket, got a switchblade knife, um, kind of a, kind of a bourbon, I guess. Uh, man, oh, it's um, oh, what's the idiots in Greece named? What's their the, gang called? The the Thunderbirds. The Thunderbirds. Yeah. Well, no, that doesn't work either. Well, right, because again, because. Everyone's cracking down. Great on... White Thunderbird sounds like you're trying to appropriate something. Right. Their rival game gang is the Scorpions. Uh, but then also that doesn't quite sound right. I don't know. Or no, no, actually, Milky so... Milky Scorpion. The Milky Scorpion. I, I don't know. So that's in the movie version. They got changed to the Thunderbirds. But then the original stage play, do you know what, the, what their gang is called? What is it called? The Burger Palace Boys. A great white burger palace great, boy. There you great, go. Great white burger palace. <laughs> there we go. And you can only drink it while listening to doo yeah. And you got to, like, comb your hair into a duck's ass <laughs> and put on a leather jacket. I love it. Yeah, fucking go. A. All right, perfect. Buffalo perfect. Trace, we will be – our phones are ready to go yes. to accept your contract. Yes, please. Uh, or not Buffalo Trace. Yeah, it is Buffalo Trace, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But the name of the whiskey is White Dog? White Dog, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. So. Well, and also, which, again, I also thought that was very fitting because – uh, specifically, we are this episode. We are talking about ghost animals, and so yeah. Imagine a, a dog running around with a sheet over it. Ghost dog, white dog. Boom! There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so stupid. <laughs> It's okay. It's all right. It's kind of so, get even stupider. Yeah. I know. I say this every week. This might be the dumbest we've ever gotten. <laughs> this. Um, fucking Hollow Moon makes better sense than some of the shit yeah. that I read this week. <laughs> okay, fair enough. This shit is so stupid. I think I cut the back half off to jam to a different episode because I didn't think our listeners could take that much dumb. <laughs> I mean, th- that is that is what we we knew that we were going to, um, yeah, at, at at least have this be a distinct possibility. It's like, okay, we're doing a month of ghosts we're going to get dumb. We're going to get super dumb with a lot of stuff. And we're also going to get super flimmy <clears throat> from drinking 
white, <laughs> great white buffaloes and Burger Palace boys. <laughs> that, oh, also on deck, um, I have a June Shine uh, heavy kombucha. Oh, that's gonna be it's a it's a six point <clears throat> Made up of coconut, pineapple, orange, nutmeg, green tea, and June kombucha. That's so, a that's a bold pairing, man. I'm excited and kind of scared for you, but mostly excited. All right, Josh, ghost animals. And the first half of this, we're going to entitle, uh, Ghost McDonald Had a Farm, <laughs> E-I-E-I. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Um, real quick, I need to rattle off a couple of my sources, and I'll rattle off others when I get to them, but here are the big ones. The North American Guide to Monsters by W. Hayden Blackman. Cryptozoology A to Z by Lauren Coleman and Jerome Clark. Ghost Cats and Human Encounters with Feline Spirits by Dusty Rainbolt. <laughs> AmericanLegends.com. The Pine Barons Institute. You might remember him from such episodes as Fearsome Critters, the Lumberjack oh, Yokai. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's sweet. Um, AmericanLegends.com and Cowboys vs. Monsters. That's right. Someone got a fucking new John LeMay book. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm up to like 10 on my shelf and 3 on my Kindle, and yeah. Let's fucking go, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> so here we go, Josh. Old Ghost Donald had a farm. E-I-E-I. <laughs> and on his ghost farm, he had a cat ghost. <laughs> We're going to start with ghost cats. Oh, God, this is amazing. I love this. <laughs> Primary so source much. for this bit comes out of Ghost Cats, Human Encounters with Feline Spirits by Dusty Rainbow. Ghost cats, what are they, Josh? Well, they're what they sound like. They're ghosts of cats. Okay. According to a 1970 study by paranormal researcher Raymond Bayless, he concluded that a majority of hauntings by animals were cat-centered. Mm, okay. So people are reporting, there's a ghost in my house. Oh, is it your grandma? Is it your great-aunt Sylvia? No, no, it's my dead cat, Whiskers. Oh, wow. Okay. And cats made up for a bulk of it. Ooh. Cat ghosts show up in a number of ways. They can be like straight-up cat apparitions or cat parishions, <laughs> if you prefer. Cat parishions. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay they can they can also be a physical sensation um and this one really bummed me out because people report like they feel their cat brushing up, up against their leg hmm. but the cat's been dead for a year now hmm. or people will report they feel the cat jumping up onto their bed that one compounds and it's not only weirdness but also i want to say sadness yeah. uh last week we talked a lot about how ghosts will give off periods of, or like points of cold sink mm -hmm. on this depression on the bed it's just a little oh. cat-sized cold spot oh my gosh yeah man and like, that kind of touches me a little bit like no totally like i've i've talked about my like yeah having to wrestle with all th three of my felines and especially now that Right, it's like October and the and the temps starting to drop, uh, and then it, and then yeah, like if if they were suddenly not there, uh, man, that would suck. That'd be horrible. Yeah, yeah, it, I, I don't know. My um my old Maine Coon cat Meatball died uh, this March. She was like twenty years old, and I wonder if my mom like hears her yowling throughout the house late at night. Yeah, man, I just 
Because that's just it. Is it is as much as they drive us crazy and do all that. They're still our little our little meatballs. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparitions can also manifest as a shadow, a full-on cat. Like it's a straight-up like it's a cat. There's a cat in your house. Yeah. Or and th- and this cat or this cat is different from other cats, kind of sorta, because it has the glowing eyes. But so do cats if the light hits them right. But these eyes glow on their own. Ooh. Spooky. Also, cats. Apparently, cat ghosts can manifest as just the set of eyes catching light shine. Oh man. Okay, that's people. That's pretty people cool. report seeing like you know. Oh, I had this cat, and he loved to sit up on my bookshelf. And now sometimes at night, there's a pair of eyes watching me. Hmm. That's pretty awesome. And I think we kind of beat to death last week the idea that cats are probably just poltergeists. Yeah, yeah, I think that is pretty pretty well established by now. But <laughs> just also fun fact about eye shine that was named demonic by Pope Gregory the Great. And he put, like, I don't know what you call it when the Catholic Church puts, like, he put a jihad on cats. <laughs> I don't know what you call it when the Catholics do it. Uh, a bull, that... maybe? I don't know. I, th- I think a bull's in order. But, like, y- yeah. he put a he put a jihad on cats and said, look, the reflection of that light on their eyes, dude, that is straight up Satan coming through your cat. So you murder those goddamn cats all you want. Um, and ironically, this helped really super spark the Black Death because the cats didn't kill the rats that had the fleas. Yeah, yeah. makes again. That's, that's just one of those things. Like just when you think, like, oh no, this is this will be the surefire way to end our suffering. Let's let's get rid of this thing. It's it's just the the law of unintended consequences comes back and just m- messes you up. <laughs> yeah, like. I don't. I, I just think it's funny. Like, how dumb can you be? How dumb can we be as a people? Like, literally, like a polotadena for stupidity. No, that's a great. Yeah, that is a great. Um, <laughs> sad to say, that is all. That is also part of the polotadena mantra. Is like, <laughs> stupid tadena. <laughs> Dumbass tadena. Dumbass tadena. <laughs> Catholics tadena. Um, <laughs> According to Ghost Cats, after a 10-year-old girl, Nikki, lost her 19-year-old cat, that's right, 10 and 19, I said that right, um, she would frequently feel cold spots on her bed at night. So, she ha- so wake in the middle of the night, she feels the depression, and then there's like the cold sink. All right, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, this haunting progressed a little bit when she would hear phantom crunching noises coming from the kitchen, almost like a cat was eating its dry cat food. <laughs> Now, this one can be dismissed because uh, right after the cat died, her parents got her a dog. Oh, well, yeah. Sorry. Okay, maybe, but... Maybe, but... I've never known a dog to not eat all the damn dry food in its dish. Yeah. But I've known a lot of cats that, you know, come back and pick at it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah, that's exactly right. We... Well, and that's even... Right, the whole thing is... As soon as there's, like, the tiniest little part where you see the bottom of the bowl... They like freak out. They're like, oh, well, where's where's some more? This is empty. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This is great. Okay, sorry. So, um. No, you're good. You're good. So we have cold spots, and now we have like the auditory like hallucination manifestation deal, right? Mm-hmm. And it gets weirder because eventually Nikki started seeing a black cat blobby shape at the dog's food dish. 
It's important to point out here that the dog was a German Shepherd. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, it's, so it is not cat size. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I th- think it's sounding pretty, pretty supernatural, ghosty, feline-y. Uh, later on, this blobby ghost spirit of a cat got a set of glowing yellow eyes. And finally, this content culminated one night when Nikki felt a pressure on her chest and woke up to see the cat phantom like sitting on her chest or yellow eyes just a glow and looking straight at her. Oh man. The cat stretches its neck out, it gives her head just the littlest bit of a sniff, and then blinks out of existence. Oh. And that was it. Oh. Man. Which I think is really sweet and really sad at the same time. Yeah, that's Because, exactly... like, not only did you lose your 19-year-old cat that you probably grew up with if you were 10. Right, yeah. Like... Yeah, that cat. Yeah, you grew up with this goddamn cat, and then, like, you got a new ghost cat, and then ghost cat also left you. Yeah, it's very... It's very sad, but also sweet and sort of... Aww. Not to get too... Or, I guess, even more morbid, but... um, So, yeah, our oldest, Monroe... She's she's ten, and Devon Rexes are supposed to be one of the breeds of cats that 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 can live pretty long. That can get into like the two decades, um, and yeah, man, I if 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 she when when she finally goes on, like I'll, I'll I'm sure I'll be experiencing like Phantom Monroe phenomenon, like this little <laughs> like because she, she has this like super raspy kind of sad meow will she just go ow like that like i'm sure i'm sure that yeah i'll be hearing that in my sleep all the goddamn time (laughs) 1992 denver colorado isabel wolf is being moved out of her home by her family and a young boy is there getting in the damn way he's about three to four years old depending on your timeline of events and after a while he kind of disappears and his family gets to looking for him they ask the young boy hey what were you doing and the young boy replies oh i was just playing with the stumpy tailed cat huh? josh that stumpy tailed cat belonged to the boy's great grandfather that had died at least 15 years earlier in that very house it was a mixed bobcat Compounding on the horror, that young boy was me! (laughs) Dang! Apparently, my great-grandfather had a, uh, like a half-feral bobcat mix uh, that he named Dolly. Aww. And Dolly was a real bitch to everybody but my my great-granddad and would like, she loved him, but she used to sit up on doorways and take pot shots at my (laughs) great-grandmother. And Josh, I swear to fucking God, that day when we were moving my grandmother out of her home into, like, the retirement community, mm-hmm. I played with a goddamn cat with a stubby tail for, like, hours. That's so cool. Well, and, and even that's it, too, because, like, yeah, just how big of jerks cats are anyway. Yeah, w- w- when they can do that in an e- ethereal form, just order of magnitude more, like, frustrating. Because you can't, you, yeah, like, squirt a ghost with a spray bottle when it's up on the mantle and knocking things over. You can't, you know, like, grab it by the scuff if it's clawing up your furniture. No, it's a goddamn ghost cat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, or have we tried filling up a spray bottle with holy water? Oh, I mean, 
That's a possibility. I guess that is Listeners, true. you with Ghost Act Cat Activity, I'm sure one of you is out there. Yeah. Call us. We'll go to your local priest. We'll fly to wherever you are. Two wizards foot in the bill for this one, and we will exercise your ghost cat. Or we will die or trying. Die trying. Yeah, or get scratched to hell trying. <laughs> Ethereal cat scratch to death dying. <laughs> ghost cat scratch fever. Go- I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, truly. Truly. Exactly. Finally, a ghost cat haunts the unsinkable Molly Brown Museum in Denver, Colorado. Oh, dang. Uh, Apparently, it's there every year around Halloween time, and it manifests in the kitchen and the pantry. Hmm. Everybody has seen it who works at this museum. Um, Guests see it all the time. It might just be a cat that shows up around Halloween. Ah, I see. Like, the the, the regularity of haunting might mean it's just a cat that hangs out around fall. I don't know, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, but the, but but still, like, I, I mean, I don't know enough Titanic lore to speak to this, but I'm but I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure there's stories. Because you'd have cats on board to, like, help with the, like, rat problem, right? Oh, yeah, gotta be lousy with cats. Yeah, so, like, I don't know, let's see, are there any ti- Titanic ghost cats? Let's see here. With my... Duck, duck, go, foo. According to mentalfloss.com, there's the legend of Jenny, the Titanic cat said to have predicted the ship's fate. <gasps> oh? Uh, the Titanic's resident feline, who joined the ship while it was still in Belfast, didn't receive the same first-class treatment as the canine passengers that boarded the ocean liner with their owners. Jenny was a ship cat, meaning she was allowed to roam the decks freely and help keep the rat population under control. With no one to smuggle her into a lifeboat, as was the case with two lucky Pomeranians and one Pekingese on board, Jenny's story likely didn't have a happy ending. The cat never turned up oh. after the ship sank into the Atlantic and she was presumed dead. Hmm. Oh. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Somehow that ghost cat latched onto the idea of the woman Molly Brown and Maybe. she brought it back to Colorado with her where... Sure. It now haunts her museum. Yeah, something, something like that. There, there is some other rumor though that uh, Jenny the cat gave birth to a litter of kittens, um, uh, April twenty twelve before the Titanic left, and apparently some people saw Jenny the cat unloading her kittens onto land before the first mm. voyage, and so they're like, that's why, that's why she knew, that's why, that's why she knew. Um, but I don't, eh, I don't know. Maybe it's Jenny, but, or maybe it's, maybe it's just a little, little quinky dink. I don't know. Maybe. You know, Josh, all these ghost cats bring up a question, an obvious question. Mm -hmm. And that is, well, are there ghost dogs? And if there are ghost dogs, well, we have to ask ourselves, who let the ghost (laughs) dogs out? Who, who, who? And the short answer is we did about 10 months ago. <laughs> Guys, go listen to our Hellhound episode. That's it's true. really, really good, and no one fucking downloaded it. I'm kind of oh, bummed. Oh, man. Okay, yeah. So that's a good point. Maybe maybe uh, as maybe in a, a, along with this episode, when this one gets published, we'll, we'll rebroadcast or like re, retweet about um, yeah, the Hellhounds. Because that was a good goddamn episode. Yeah, that was a really... And I'm not being that guy. It's just every now and then there's one that, like, 
you or I really put our ankles in and it goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's not like comedy or Great Lake Shipwrecks where it gets like however many hundred downloads in the first couple months. It's like, all right, that one did really well. Oh, three people heard Ghost Dogs. Fuck. Yeah. But, <laughs> but. point is, Josh, um, we already did this, but man, I got new ground we can run over. New hashes to hash out, or I don't know. Okay, yeah. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. Here we go. John LeMay. Yay! Yay! <laughs> According to te- um, uh, Cowboys versus Monsters. And this takes place in the 1800s. Of course it does, because goddammit, it's John LeMay. You hooray! know him. I know him. We love him. You love him too, kids. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a sound effect of kids going, hooray, hooray, every time I say John LeMay's... <laughs> so, according to a prospector legend in El Dorado Canyon in Nevada, it is absolutely thick with ghost towns. Mm. Not just like one or two. It's not like how, remember, England had like the one dog that like lived on the bridge and didn't have a head and would jump over you. And that was just him. And it was like the, right. I don't know, the something bastard. Mm-hmm. Um, that, but like a lot of towns had like this singular like mascot ghost dog. Mm-hmm. Well, this is America, baby. And we do it better because it's nothing but whoops all ghost dog <laughs> up El Dorado Canyon. Love it. 1860, 500 people descended upon the small re- or descended upon the region when gold was found up in the canyon. And I really got to stop and think about this. Like, if 500 people come to Denver all at once, I don't know, what would you say? It's like a standard day, maybe? That's like a morning. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, that's a morning. But that's also a city with infrastructure and highway and spread out over, like, 100 square miles proper versus this tiny-ass town that's so small that it, I think it's called El Dorado, Nevada. I'm not even sure. I couldn't find the town. I just know about the canyon that's haunted as shit with ghost dogs. I also know it's by the Hoover Dam, uh, okay. so bear that as you will. Oh, right. Like, okay. if we're going, like, okay, okay. for a geographical location here. But so 500 people descend upon these ta- these towns, and they're all miners, and apparently, and I learned this to, uh, this week in my research, uh, miners used to carry keep with them, like, super vicious dogs. Oh, okay. And they would just, like, I mean, chain them to their claim so, like, they could go into town and, you know, blow their day's gold wage in whore and whiskey. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that would make sense to me. Yeah. Um, according to John LeMay, hey! some of these miners were good guys, and they treated the dogs well, and they cared for them and loved them. But if it's, you know, the 1860s, and we don't believe in animals like we do now in 2022... Uh, bulk of these dogs just got shot in the head when the miners were done mining. These were pretty much feral, savage dogs to start with, and the miners didn't need them once their claim didn't pan out, so they'd plug the dog and move on. And what happens when you shoot a vicious dog in the head, Josh? That's right, you get an army of ghost hounds! I was going to say. So, shy of getting into really any specifics, I just want to point out that there's ghost dog sightings all over this region. They are always accompanied by the standard um, glowing red eyes and, you know, big black shadow form. Mm-hmm. But also, there's several sightings of them. One of them is at the mouth of an abandoned, uh, of a collapsed mine. And this mine collapsed mm. sometime back in the 1900s, we're not sure. But sticking out of it is a gigantic chain. Like a ghost dog was trying to run the fuck out of the mine as it collapsed. And maybe it got squished. And now that dog haunts Aww. that mine shaft. 
Ooh, I'll stop doing that voice. It's got to be getting old. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're good. Well, I'll, I'll also then try to stop just going, oh, every single time. Because, like, how many, like, grisly death, like, yeah, grisly human deaths did we talk about last week? And I'd be like, yeah, man, that sucks. Versus, like, there was a dog that got squished or got shot in the head. And I'm just like, oh, Because but animal death is always more tragic if we don't eat yeah. the animal. The, because it's nobody's the going to like the, ca- the 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 plains of Kansas driving like through slaughterhouses with a EMP reader and it's like ghosts can you hear me ghost ghost cow give me a moo oh god i heard it there it was <laughs> no one cares it's cows no one fucking cares a dog dies yeah yeah people are going to get upset about it you're mm-hmm. a thousand percent mm-hmm. within your right buddy it's all good yeah okay all right all right <laughs> Um, I'm also reminded of that story of like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's true or not, but like Mexican cowboys bred chihuahuas to keep in their saddlebags as like security deterrent. Oh, have you heard that ever? Uh, Is um, that a thing you've heard of? I have never. Yeah, I, I have not. But again, it makes because that's all that they do is they just go yep 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 yep. So well, and they're mean yeah, little shits sense. too. Like if they're in your saddlebag and here comes old Josh, you know, trying to. Rob, Mark, the prospector, and you reach your hand in my saddlebag, bam, chihuahua, it's biting your ass. A little chomp. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. Hmm, okay, all right. But just the idea that ghost chihuahuas somehow riding in the saddlebags of ghost horses, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't go out down that old mine. That old mine's haunted. <laughs> you hear the ghost dog howling every night. Oh, man. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I I also know, um, and and I don't know if if, if this was also on anything. Um, yeah, it, it seemed also that like when I was kind of doing some tentative, kind of looking around, um, it seems like all over the place um, in the British Isles and in Ireland. Um, yeah, like there seemed to be like a ton of like ghost dogs, and and we did like like we also had some overlap with the hellhounds. Mm-hmm. Um, Episode, but yeah, it see it also seemed like just about every little town or village, yeah, has like a ghost dog that just sits at the crossroads waiting for its master to come back from the Hundred Years' War or the English Civil War or World War One or World War Two. Yeah, so th- I think that's also just part of it. It's just part of it. Yeah, and that's an interesting point because I didn't really want to get into like the benevolent ghost dogs, like the ones you're talking about, were like. They just wait, and these dogs die in a spot, waiting for their master. Yeah, to come the back. Um, Jurassic Bark. Yeah, sub sub genre of ghost dog. Uh, yeah, yeah, the or, Jurassic. Or, yeah, or absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he had wet dog smell even when he was dry. <laughs> oh man. Uh, white dog. White dog. White dog. How is it? Is it getting better on you? Or? It's. It is. It is. It's quite. Quite nice. Good. Quite nice. And and right. And, and I wish I could, like, take this bottle with me so we could split it. But I don't think TSA would let me carry yeah like a fifth of hard alcohol in my carry on. Probably not. Sons of bitches. <laughs> I have learned if you put it in your um shampoo bottles. I mean, or, yeah, anything, right? Like, if they... Well, well no, because you're supposed to even, 
like empty out your water bottle. Before you water bottle, yeah, but anything under three point five ounces, they don't give a fuck about. I'm. That's true. Are you kidding me? I'm some That's white true. dude rolling through airport security. No one looks at me. <laughs> and then, like you know, you cut to me on the plane, and I'm pouring my uh, Pantene Pro V bottle into my <laughs> tomato juice, and they're like, "What are you doing? What? What are you doing? Mind your own fucking business." That's what. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> it's a shampoo colada. Actually, that that is. You. <laughs> oh god that's too good god. old mcghosty ghost to the farm e-i-e-i moo question mark <laughs> the grigston cow josh oh i don't think i know this one i didn't either i don't think i know this one now and i looked into it <laughs> starting in the 1970s a cow began wandering around the number nine canal around Grigston, New Jersey. That's it. It started wandering around in this canal and people kind of lost their goddamn minds because there's no cows around this region. Okay. Okay. Joggers would see it. People on boats would see this, this lone fucking cow. Um, some people photographed it, but every photograph that came out was real fucking weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and apparently it's this weird urban legend in New Jersey now. New Jersey listeners, hit me up. Is this a thing that you are aware of? But really, it's just a cow chilling out on a lock. Like, whatever, the canal lock. The mid- yeah. Po- yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The midpoint in between yeah. the canals. It's like the island of space on a canal, which I guess is a mystery. Yeah, cows can swim, but... There's been a cow out there pretty regularly for the last, like, 50 years, and we don't really know how or why. Hmm. Okay. All right. <clears throat> you sound kind of disappointed there, though, buddy. No, not necessarily. It's it's just like... Are you saying it's not spooky enough? You're saying that a single <laughs> cow that may or may not be a ghost <laughs> walking around on a lock in New Jersey is spooky? <laughs> hey, yo, look at this cow. How'd this freaking cow get over here? Ma! My, take over this cow. Give me my protein. <laughs> Gotta go to the gym and do laundry. Bye. <laughs> I mean, maybe that makes it a, a little a little better if I just imagine a bunch of like Jersey Shore bros, bunch of Guidos freaking their, out about a cow. Yeah, a bunch of Guidos losing their goddamn minds. Like this freaking cow. Where'd it come from? Uh. <laughs> well, Josh, if um a single ghost cow, alleged ghost cow. Wandering up and down, doing ghost cow shenanigans like eating grass and mooing. We've never found ghost cow shit. I want to point out there's no cow shit. Oh, so there's okay. that. That that does leave some credence to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, if one wasn't enough to scare you, what about a whole spooky herd of ghost cattle, Josh? Oh yeah, ghost ghost stampede. Sign me the hell up. It's a ghost Pete. <laughs> Which is cooler than what I have here. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Damn it. Ghost cows, you gotta get your shit together. You gotta step up your game here. They're cows. What do you fucking want? They're they're cows. <laughs> cows could organize today and try and like murder all humans and they would like lose their train of thought and start grazing in about twenty feet. <laughs> if every cow on earth today said no more I bet they'd kill a couple hundred people before, like, we just, like, <laughs> stomped the cow uprising with extreme prejudice. Yeah. The, just the, the servile war of the cows and we crucify them <laughs> brisket style. 
<laughs> and Burger King makes a gross ad campaign about it. Yeah. Cow super, Spartacus super. has been charboiled and <laughs> goddamn delicious. <laughs> a spooky horde of oh, ghost God. cows. A spooky horde of ghost Along the Texas-Mexican <laughs> border. Along, there runs Farm Road 511, which is said to hold um, almost nightly, depending on who you talk to, cow apparitions. These cow apparitions appear suddenly on the road without warning, and oftentimes they're accompanied by more than one cow ghost. (laughs) Also, Cow Apparition is another good band name. Cow Apparition. Um, well, okay, because also, right, like last week I told the story of my dad feeling that sort of, that sort of like, not ghost elk, like legit elk or deer or whatever it was, but then that sort of ghostly protective spirit. So, yeah, maybe some of those cows that uh, drowned crossing the Rio Grande or got bit by a rattlesnake or something like that didn't make the journey up to the slaughterhouses in Kansas and Wyoming and all that. Maybe some of their spirits are lingering and kind of like angry but then be, before they forget about it and then go back to ghost grazing. <laughs> ghost ghost chewing cud. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, to be fair here, uh, where your dad was protected by the benevolent spirit of the deer, uh, people aren't protected by the benevolent spirit of the cow. Uh, as a matter of fact, these ghost cows account for at least five automobile accidents a year. Yeah. This is the this is the reason that a person will flip their car on this little stretch of road because they slam on the brakes to avoid smashing into a cow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so slam on the brakes and overcorrect on the steering wheel and. Yep. Yeah. Oopsie daisy. Um. These cows scare the sh- uh, drivers, making them crash their cars. And I did a bit of investigative research on this one, Josh. Oh, okay. I got on to Google Street View, and I drove mm-hmm. down uh, Farm Road 511. Oh, shoot. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, I did not see a ghost cow. Ah, dang it. But I did find a palm tree, and it kind of freaked me out. So there you go. <laughs> Mark, are are you saying that next week we're going to be talking about ghost flora? <laughs> it's a ghost plant. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if you smell this flower, you will die. <laughs> Little seven-year-old Susie took her uh, class project of growing a sunflower home, but her older brother overwatered it and it died, and she woke up that night... To a ghost flower. <laughs> My mom's house is haunted by the dead body or by the dead spirits of wandering plants. <laughs> Man, plant oh. spirits. Plant spirits. Oh boy. Okay, you also weren't lying. That granted, like we're we're only halfway in, and we're already like losing it on. <laughs> Ghost cows and ghost plants. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, <laughs> there are ghost car crashes, or there's car crashes created by ghost cattle. Right. 
Um, one thing that I did notice, this Texas town, whose name I don't even know, and I wrote down and I can't find it. I guess you could say it's a ghost note. Um, <laughs> it is just north of the Mexican border town of Matamoros. Which is apparently mm. an insanely dangerous place to ever be around due to, like, heavy um, amount of drug cartel activity. And this has been a dangerous place to be around since the 70s. Damn. So, I don't know. There's a car wreck, and you say it was a ghost car. Was it, or did you see something you should have seen, and they faked your car wreck? Oh, that's just it. Or, they found an ingenious new way to smuggle their drugs across the border by dressing up as ghost cows and walking and <laughs> making a trek in the middle of the night. The cartels are into some Scooby-Doo bullshit. Yeah, some <laughs> Scooby-Doo bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I wanted. That's that's the that's the 21st century gritty Scooby-Doo remake that I want to see. Yeah, have them take on the cartel and some Scooby-Doo bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> they just kill Fred on the spot. They kill Shaggy on the... No, okay, here we go. Um... <laughs> Shaggy okay. becomes her new mule. Um, the girls are sold into mm-hmm. slavery until they realize Velma's crazy smart, and she starts running the books. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Scooby gets stuck in the dogfighting ring, regrettably, yep. and Shaggy becomes the new godfather of meth in Matamoros. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever, man. Like, I'm the one who knocks, dude. <laughs> Like, don't give me that, man. <laughs> I would watch the fuck out of Scooby-Doo Breaking Bad. I, I hate Scooby-Doo, and I would watch the fuck out of Scooby-Doo Breaking Bad. Sco- well, because, uh, well, I think, uh, what did I see? Like, like HBO Max is coming out with some sort of remake, and it's supposed to be, yeah, like, adult Scooby-Doo. Um, but it's, it's, it's not. It looks like garbage. It's Mindy Kaling. Being Velma, and she's a lesbian, um, right? I think that's a different one. Okay, but but again, that's just it. It's like, yeah, how about this for like a gritty Scooby Doo thing? Like, no, man, I want to. Yeah, like, man, why the girls got to be lesbians? Yeah. How come Fred can't be gay? I'm just saying. Number one, uh, number two, yeah, I didn't realize it was Mindy Kaling. And whereas I did not give a fuck about people of color in Lord of the Rings, I thought it was kind of cool. I am immediately uh-huh. offended that Mindy Kaling is getting worked because fuck Mindy Kaling. <laughs> right, that's the real that's the real Scooby Doo bullshit. Is how does she keep getting work? <laughs> I, it was you all along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, well, uh, okay, oh, all right. We should we should we should leave it there. Well, we, we should leave it there let's drop that. All right, ghost dog, drop this bo- ghost dog bone. You you drop it there on the floor. <laughs> Drop it, drop it. Ooh. Oh god, it bit my soul. <laughs> oh god. Uh, okay, ghost cows. Ghost they're cows. Spooky, right? They're, yeah. I don't know. They're not spooky. They're they're dumb. It's probably uh, Yeah. I, I think I think like anything cow, it's just dumb and kinda cute. <laughs> dumb and kinda cute, and I didn't bother to look up the uh, DUI rate. Running oh, down a yeah, farm that's another, route 511. That's another good consideration there. Yeah. yeah. Before we move on, I have an update to my wizard's right on. 
Oh, okay. It is the Just Shine uh, Midnight Painkiller Hard Kombucha. And, yeah, are you still with Buffaloes? Yeah, yeah. Or I'm what still... do we call it? Burden of White... White Man's Burden... Ooh, can we call it the White, the white Dog's Burden? I love that. That's it. Because it's got to somehow be better than a Buffalo. Yeah, the White Dog's Burden. Yep. I love that. No, yep. perfect. See, okay, and, cool. and I knew I knew that was going to happen. I knew it was like, hey, here's, here's the ingredients. Here's kind of the story behind it. And I knew at some point in... Recording this episode, it would be here. So yeah, the the white dog's burden. <laughs> we hate Mindy Kaling, and we make a drink called the white dog's burden. I would like to apologize to our listeners in India. Um, even though those numbers have dropped off recently, we still love you guys and hope you're doing well. <laughs> We hope you're doing well, but we maintain fuck Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we would not hold that against you. We know that that's not you necessarily either. So. <laughs> oh fuck is this? Uh oh. It um. Okay. You ever eat like country buffet pizza? Ooh. Say no more. And it's I'm, that special blend of we use too much yeast in our dough. I know. Yep. I know exactly. Yep. But the pizza is a ham and pineapple. That's exactly. This is ham and pineapple country buffet pizza in a fucking can. What is this? I don't even know. Oh, man. I am both like, it's gross. Like, just taking a drink, like, is hard to keep it down. But at the same time, I'm like, fucking intrigued and want to keep putting more into I don't know. So, so yeah, like, Christine will get some of those. Because, um, yeah, she's into, like, kombucha and, like, the, like, ginger tea and, and like, like I, I, uh, that, that kind of stuff. What was it? The other day, she found, like, it was, like, a mushroom cola, like, pop. Okay. And she was like having some of that. She's like, "Yeah, Josh, like here, if, if you if you want to try some, try, try some of this. Like, it's kind of weird. It's not my favorite. It's kind of weird. It's like, you, you couldn't pay me enough money to drink. Like, knowing what I know about all of our mushroom episodes and all that stuff, you could not pay me <laughs> enough to drink a mushroom cola beverage. And, and so, so yeah, I like I get it." And I'm a wizard. I understand. Sometimes you have to look into the abyss so that others don't have to. Sometimes you have to drink the weird-ass kombucha. Sometimes you have to drink the mushroom soda. Um, <laughs> but I, I... That's one of the rare occasions where I am not that wizard. <laughs> <laughs> you got to choose the spells you want to cast. Yeah, exactly. And, and no... No, when you are we, out of we your We are depth. never going to do Lovecraft by Jägermeister. No. <laughs> and every time he uses some, like, variation of, like, uh, uh, of cosmic or eldritch horror, we drink. Every time he's vaguely racist or overtly racist, we drink. Yeah. And um, we'll just call it every time he uses, like, a $10 purple prose word that doesn't probably need to be there. Mm-hmm. We'll drink and we'll, we'll die. That'll be that. Yeah. And then you and I will be two ghosts. Yeah, two ghosts. <laughs> two ghosts. Oh, that'll be our new podcast, the Two Ghost Literary oh. Podcast, the weekly horror podcast where I, Mark, and my ghost buddy Josh read a weird horror st- or weird fiction story from the 1920s and see just how racist it is. 
<laughs> the Italians. <laughs> you can't cancel us. We're ghosts. <laughs> cancel the dead, fucker! I dare you. <laughs> Columbus Day is still this week. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay, oh, okay, all right, all right. Back it. Okay, so ghost cows. I you, you just didn't sound very spooked by the ghost cow, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah, I cannot tell. What about that. a ghost murder pig? Oh, yep. Yes. Okay, yeah, is that one? Yeah. I can do that one. I can do that one. <laughs> cool. Because <laughs> in Sweden, there's this thing called a grouso, or the grave sow. Oh, which boy. is created either by the vengeful spirit of a murdered child or Whoa. church grims, huh. which you might remember once again from our uh, ghost do- or our hellhound episode. Yeah, that's right. When you build a new church, you kill an animal and throw it under the altar and you throw one under like the front stone of the doorway and apparently it makes a ghost that guards the church. Except in this case, you get a grave sow. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, these are large, or these ghosts take the forms of large pigs with glowing, blazing red eyes. They're big old curve-hooked tusks. They're about the size of a steer, according to legend. Hmm, So, okay. good good size. I'm getting weird, uh, 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 Labette vibes off of these guys, oh, too. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. can see that. I can see that. Yeah. And, um, they have, you know, they're, they're just great big boars, but whereas most boars, and we should point out here that boars are native to, uh, Sweden, mm-hmm. like they exist, they're a thing there, but unlike European boars, these guys are a little bit different. They happen to have a saw blade that runs up the length of their spine. Holy cow. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah, Mark, this is some dumb Power Rangers anime bullshit, but sightings of these things have occurred since the 1300s. Dang. We literally have like a pre-post, I guess this would be like pre-post-pre-industrialism. Because there's still giant circular saw blades you work with water mills, but it's not like industrialization quite yet. (laughs) And that doesn't matter because the devil took the fucking saw blade and grafted it into this goddamn pig's back. Holy cow. Oof. That's great. That is, that's one of the most metal things I've heard in, in quite some time. I mean, fucking Swedish, right? Like, yeah, that's how it always true. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, the grave sow, it's just a real dickhead. Mm. It'll appear in, like, it'll appear, like, on foggy nights around the new year. And sometimes it is accompanied by its hell piglets. <laughs> and we don't know if the hell piglets have the saw blade on the back or not. I, I like to think they do. But it's like... You know, it's the baby form, so it's, like, kind of dull and still just kind of, like, it's just there. It's nubby. I love that so um, much. I do, too. Oh, <laughs> <little> piglets. <laughs> um, so this this pig will appear, you know, around the new year, late at night. And its favorite thing to do is to run at you. Just run straight at you and run between your legs and cut you in half with its saw blade back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty smart. It kills you that. It'll just murk your ass that way. And I, I don't know. We, we don't have like you know grave sow cases of like there's a dude who's bisected in the middle of the street. Oh yeah, ghost pig. That's what it was. Um, 
But what we do have is people who were picked up by the pig and carried off into the woods. The saw blade will hook onto their clothing or hook onto their person, and it'll just run screaming into the night with this person attached to them, and it can carry them for weeks or months. And sometimes the person attached to them will go crazy or will just die on the trip, or they'll somehow free themselves, but in the process, they've gone kind of crazy. And so people come stumbling out of the woods around the new year or a month or two later going, holy shit, you guys, this fucking saw pig. Yeah, like saw pig hellraiser. Um... <laughs> this is it's amazing. a pork buzz, not a pork chop. <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> pork buzz. Fucking buffaloes. And this <laughs> yeah. goddamn kombucha. That's the no. Okay, so yeah, that's that's what happens when you make a great white white buffalo um, with a with a with a uh, bacon infused vodka. It's the pork <laughs> the pork buzz. Pork <laughs> buzz. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make pop. I'm gonna make pork chop liquor. I'm gonna make some pork chop gin. Yeah. And you and I are going to have uh, gin piglets when you're up here in a week. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I'm so... I don't know how, but goddamn, I'm going to. Gin piglets coming your way. It is It is going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> you know what's scarier than being dragged away screaming into a forest by a hellhog, Josh? Please, please tell me, because I I'm struggling to come up with anything that could even rival that. Bad jokes and lazy writing. <laughs> that would be it. We're gonna go ahead and leave Old McDonald's Horror Farm <laughs> for um I don't know what you call him uh, English gentleman's haunted hall. Okay, we'll yeah. Go with that, yeah. yeah, I like that. I don't know. Think of haunted hall. English children's song. Hmm. Um, yeah, but we're going to England All <laughs> to right. a place called Athelhampton Hall in Dorset, which I guess is in Dorchester County. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was built in, uh, 1485 and this made me stop. And I wrote this in my notes cause I thought today was Columbus day. And I was like, holy shit, this is seven years before Columbus, like started his all-star tour of racism and rape and slavery. Whoa. Yeah, right? It's seven years before, but we're recording this on the 9th, and I'm an idiot, is the point. Um, anyway, uh, it was built by Sir William Martin in 1485, seven years before B.C., by Sir William Martin, a super wealthy English trader. Mm-hmm. And like 99% of all of England, it is insanely haunted. Right, yeah, yeah. Reports going back as far as 1850 um, report... A ghostly monk that haunts just haunts the grounds. You can tell he's a monk because he has a, the cloaked hood. Oh, right. A ghost named Cooper, who was in fact a Cooper Smith employed on the, uh, uh, the, the grounds of the estate. He haunts the wine cellar. I mean, that's... Uh, makes sense, yeah. yeah, makes sense. Yeah, right. Pretty, pretty, pretty much there. Um, and again, we're really just going to get into like the cliches here. Uh, there's an old gray woman who haunts the halls and everyone fucking sees her. Mm. Um, not so cliche. One time, one groundskeeper saw the ghost of a giant knight wielding a huge sword. Mm. 
He said it was like 20 feet tall. I think he was hanging out with Cooper, the ghost in the wine cellar, just getting <laughs> Yeah, maybe a little bit. Um, We have the ghost of a young teenage girl that haunts the grounds. Mm. And we also have one that's special and unique versus 99 point. I would say just 99% of hauntings worldwide. Uh, there's a monkey ghost <gasps> at, uh, at this uh, Athel Hampton Hall. Oh. Yeah. There, there's a ghost of a monkey. Um, and this monkey is like, he's a confirmed ex-resident of this place, of this house. <laughs> Apparently he was given to uh, Sir William Martin as a gift. And most accounts put it as like a chimp. Mm, okay. Was beloved by Martin as a pet. So much so that the uh, Martin coat of arms actually bears the picture of this monkey. He's sitting atop of a tree stump with a chain with like a big iron band around his neck and the words, whoever looks at Martin's ape, Martin's ape will look back at you. Oh, that's horrible. I hate that. Pretty I fucking scary, that. right? I hate that. That's horrible. <laughs> whoever looks at Martin's ape will look the ape will look back at you. Oh my god. Yeah. You know what makes it even more horrible? Huh. This ghost of Martin the monkey is often seen masturbating. <laughs> That's how he manifests. <laughs> Which also makes the looking, looking right. back. He's giving you the fucking Louis C.K. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit, that is, that is, that is hilarious and the most horrible thing. <laughs> there, are, I couldn't find anything about, you know, uh, ectoplasm, if you will, <laughs> wink, 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 but I did find a lot of YouTube videos with people who work on the grounds. They've seen this fucking monkey that jacks off. <laughs> Okay, Mark, we have to cut this episode here. We have to end it right now. There's no way we can top this. <laughs> oh, baby, we're going to top it. Don't even worry. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. Oof. Oh, man. Okay, how is that not like... How is that not like a Twilight Zone episode? How is that not a Black Mirror episode? This is a criminally underutilized inspiration for some... <laughs> like anthology series like night at the museum night at st martin's hall <laughs> it's still and no one believes you anyway yeah. because okay you are the new janitor at a oh comedy club oh my god and you keep seeing a masturbating ghost in the bathroom <laughs> You are come to find out some asshole in the eighties had a stand up bit where he had a chimp and the chimp was part of his act. Yeah. <laughs> until it, you know, killed some woman and it, it, you know, flipped its chimp shit because they kept right. giving it cocaine and Valium. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it flipped its chimp shit and killed a woman in the audience. They put the chimp down, but the chimp ghost still haunts this uh comedy club. Or I was just gonna say like like take there's something about Mary and not at the museum and Ben Stiller is that 
<laughs> night night watchman <laughs> the same character it's the same yeah the same character <laughs> oh god uh, okay okay oh boy oh man um <laughs> I don't even know if I should read this next part because no, do I feel it. like we've totally blown it apart. No, do it. Um, do it. Do it. Well, so apparently the story behind the the ghost of the masturbating ape okay. uh, spawns from uh, Sir Martin's daughter, the human, Sir Martin's human daughter. Okay. She was really upset with, a mar- with an arranged marriage that had been proposed by Martin, her father, right? Mm-hmm. Um... She had been friends with Martin the ape ever since he was given to her father. Like, she probably grew up with this monkey. And the monkey started to realize that something was wrong with her. And according to some, I don't know, record handed down. According to stories handed down, um, the girl Elizabeth became increasingly distraught over days. Hmm. The ape was taken to following her around. Until one day, it followed her into a secret room where she locked herself in and killed herself. Oh my goodness. Okay. Having no idea that she was accompanied by Martin the Masturbating Monkey, where we can assume that he later died in the same room because they never fa- they found her body, you know, months later, and they found him months later dead. Yeah, that's... Mm. So the ghost of a monkey... It's great. I just, I don't know. But, you know, we're talking, too, about psychic scars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. About how, like, in times of, like, true, like, just horrific... Tra- the girl getting murdered in the dorms or committing suicide in the right. dorms, whatever, mm-hmm. and she's still haunts them, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's at all unreasonable to have a girl commit suicide because we have the ghost of the girl who committed suicide. And then this monkey, who is her friend, and really, let's call it, like, monkeys are just a step below man when mm-hmm. it comes to, like, empathy and, like, feeling and emotion. Yeah. yeah. If a dog saw its owner kill itself, I bet there wouldn't be a dog ghost. But I bet there would be an intense psychic scar left from a monkey, is mm-hmm. my point. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's 100% reasonable. I, we I just gotta that. go fucking scoop up some ectoplasm. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Mike Rowe. <laughs> the new, the new series for the Discovery Channel. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mike Rowe. I gotta jack off this ghost monkey. Uh, oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Say, Josh. Yes. Do you know what else is horny? Uh, a goat? A horny goat? A goat? That's a good guess, yeah. Okay, okay, what else? I was thinking something more along the lines of the spectral moose! Oh, no way, really? There are ghost moose? Yeah! Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. ghost moose, yeah. Hell yeah. Because, like, I'm sorry, I, we can't we can't spend any more time on Martin no. the Masturbating Monkey. <laughs> no, it's Mostly okay. because that's too much alliteration, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're going to go to Moose, I guess, whatever. Sure, but, sure, sure, sure. Oh, one kombucha down. There we go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the... Um, the Monster of Lobster Lake, as it is sometimes called, up up there in Maine. Okay. Um, it was first sighted. This so this is like 
Man, you talk about time being a flat circle, and as we're wont to do, mm-hmm. like, th- this is our monster movie moment of the episode. Okay, love it. Yeah. So, you know, lights up, uh, black screen, Maine, 1891. Uh, hunting guide Clarence Duffy saw a great white moose with blazing red eyes wading out in Lobster Lake in upstate Maine. The moose was too far away from him to shoot, but it was close enough for him to get a really good idea that there was a gigantic goddamn white moose standing in this lake. Gotcha. gotcha. It scared the hell out of Duffy, and he ran back into town where he his story was met with ridicule. No one believed him. Mm-hmm. You know, like you do, because... Which is weird to me, because, like, the first sighting is of a hunter. Right, yeah. Which Somebody who is probably your most credible witness. Mm-hmm. Right, right. A few months later, a banger lumberman named John Ross also saw the beast. Mm. So, now we've got two sightings. And, again, he described a really, really big white moose with red eyes. Mm. Uh, later on that year, a hunter from New York fired several slugs into the moose monster where it bellowed, lowered his head, and chased him into a bear cave. Then the moose just disappeared. Dang. Again, we're getting like the kind of like Labette moment where the hunters shoot the thing and it just doesn't die. What are we to do with this ghosty white moose? Well, I'll tell you what. In 1980, or wow, sorry, in 1892... A New York hunter named Howard Van Ness shot it again several times. These are probably confirmed hits. At least one. I bet at least one shot hit home. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, hunters are not as bad as fishermen for lion, but, like, I bet at least one of these slugs hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, the moose just got mad, bellowed, and chased him into the... He chased him underneath the downgrowth of a great big pine tree. So, you know, the boughs get kind of weighted down with old dead growth and shit. Mm-hmm. Right. He right. dives into the leaf cover. The moose can't get to him because he's too big. Because he's a goddamn monster. Oh, um, the um, Van Ness confirmed that this moose was as tall as a camel. It wasn't seen again for like three years until 1895, but it was only seen briefly. And then it was seen a lot in 1899. A man named a hunter named Gilman Brown out of Massachusetts shot and hit it at least five times. But this time the moose didn't get mad. He just walked away. So I can only conclude that in his, like, three-year absence, the moose learned, like, self-restraint and, like, empathy and, like, putting yourself in the other person's shoes. Well, (laughs) why would he shoot me? Because I'm a gigantic white moose. Right, yeah. White moose's burden. Yeah, (laughs) white moose's burden. I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh, uh, Brown also pointed out that, or he also he also made a point to count out that there were 22, sorry, this is just a weird sentence. Sure. He also stated that there were 22 points on the moose's antlers. The yeah. average moose crown has 8 to 14 points. Yeah, that would be a big, that'd be a big boy. Antlers are based off of, like, as you age, you get, they get bigger. Mm-hmm. So... There's no reason that, like, big moose shouldn't have great big antlers, but this also points to said red-eye white moose is also crazy old. Yeah. Moose-thuzula, if you will. (laughs) 
Mark, I love this. I love this is <laughs> this is quickly turning into one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> I'm really glad because the whole time I was writing, I was like, "This is too fucking done. You can't fucking come with this tonight. Like, you need to try. You need to do something." Like, no, this is. Oh man, no, this is great. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm really glad, buddy. <laughs> Moving into the 1900s, Moosthusala gained, like, magical powers. Oh, yep. It started being sighted frequently during this time, and it gave off a faint glow. It also seemingly just picked up the ability to pass through objects like Kitty Pride from the X-Men. Oh, okay, yeah. So it just, like, walks through the forest. It just phases through them. It's actually becoming, like... A classical ghost moose because our bullets don't seem to do shit to it. Now it can. This accounts for like how this gigantic titanic moose can go through a forest and not like make up a bunch of you know make a bunch of racket with it. Right, right. Sightings again spiked in 1917 and then again in 1935 and then in 1938 it was reported being seen leading a group of six normal moose. Dang. It was just like. Chilling with them, uh, the guy, the hunter that reported the sighting said that the two there were two bull mooses in the party along with four other cows, and the bulls were of good size, but they looked like dwarf moose next to the big white one. Dang. Okay, that's awesome. It's pretty neat. That's awesome. Um, the spectral moose was last sighted in two thousand and two. <laughs> we haven't seen it since. Um, <laughs> but. The most likely explanation is this was just an albino moose that scared the shit out of people. Yeah, I mean that. Because that, oh my god, it's a white moose, and the human brain sees you know pink albino eyes, and oh god, they're glowing with the fires of hell. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also a rumor that states that the spectral moose only appears right before times of trouble. And if I was a good wizard, I would have gone back and marked all the sightings with the times of trouble. And I didn't. Because, quite frankly, Josh, we have bigger fish to fry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because the spectral moose isn't the only supernatural horror. Please, please say... I need to prepare your mind, Josh. Please, please say ghost fish. I wish. I wish this was ghost fish. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I wish, I wish I had a ghost fish. No. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Phantom kangaroos! Phantom in America! <laughs> yes! Mark. In America, Josh! In in America, even. Oh, my God, yes. Not down under, in the up and over. I don't know. <laughs> up over. <laughs> <laughs> This is amazing. Oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> These are said to be larger than your average kangaroo. Okay. In some cases, they have the glowing red eyes. Obviously, the kangaroos of hell. Right, right, right. <laughs> and we're just going to get silly here, buddy. Oh, yeah. Cue up that We Fit music future mark. <laughs> Richmond, Wisconsin, 1899. During a large storm, a woman, a woman reported witnessing a large kangaroo leaping about her backyard. It made its way out and was not seen again. A circus was in the area at the time, but it didn't have a kangaroo in its possession. 
Mm. Mays Landing, New Jersey, 1900. A family reports strange sounds emanating from their barn. When investigated, it was reported that the creature resemb the creature responsible looked nearly identical to a kangaroo. It was said to be the size of a small calf and weighed upwards of 150 pounds. The animal escaped the barn. The family reported seeing tracks 8 to 10 feet apart going into the nearby swamp at the edge of their property. Ghost a room. Ghost a room. <laughs> Pennsburg, Pennsylvania, 1907. Newspapers in the area reported a kangaroo being spotted near Pleasant Run. Witnesses reported seeing a creature that moves extremely fast, appearing to bounce or hop. Mm. Those who saw it at a moment of stillness reported it being gray, looking with the head of a sheep. It had large feet as well as a large tail. When approached by people, the creature takes off at great speed. When dogs were released to corner it, the dogs were attacked not with, key, not with teeth or claws, but with strong kicks to the body. Mm. Literally a goddamn kangaroo. Link, yeah, literally a kangaroo. Pittsburgh, Tennessee, 1934. A kangaroo, or kangaroo-like beast, was seen over the course of five days, killing other animals with its bare hands and leaping through fields. A search party tracked it to a mountainside, but the mountainside cave where the creature disappeared. Mm. Grove City, Ohio, 1949. <gasps> a Grove Greyhound City? bus driver size straight. Yeah, is that close to you? Yeah, that's like super close to me. Dang. Okay, all right, go for it. Sorry. Fucking A. Fucking A. You got some investigating to do, buddy. I, I guess I do. Um, a Greyhound bus driver reported a strange cre creature hopping across the freeway, saying it would it was about five and a half feet tall, covered in short brown hair. So these are markedly like not white. We're seeing actual, like, fucking kangaroo. Mm -hmm. Short brown hair. It had a long pointed head and could easily leap over the tall barbed wire fence on the highway before disappearing. Mm. In Coon Rapids, Minnesota, between 1957 and 1967, multiple residents of the sub of this, excuse me, kombucha burp, Multiple residents of the Minneapolis suburb reported seeing kangaroos sometimes two at a time coming and going from a wooded, fair, a wooded area near the Anoka County Fairgrounds. Mm. Probably a petting zoo that had kangaroos that got loose. Yeah, yeah. 1974, Chicago, Illinois. Two police officers investigate the report of a five-foot-tall kangaroo standing on a resident's porch. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's, chilling. <laughs> it's just funny because not all of these are like winners where they kill dogs. Just, There's a fucking kangaroo yeah. on my porch. <laughs> Throughout the Midwest in 1974, there was a flap of kangaroo sightings. They were usually seen hopping through fields before disappearing into the woods. <laughs> Two men in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, 1978 took pictures of a kangaroo standing along the roadside. However, this is believed to be a hoax. Mm. I, I don't know. Apparently it was a stuffed wallaby. But why that one? Why is that the only one? And I guess just because it's a, like still picture, like not an action shot, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's, yeah. Mm. In Wellman, Iowa, 1999, a woman reported a kangaroo-like animal jumping around the cows in her field. This scared the shit out of the cows. Mm. 
Oklahoma 2013. A pair of hunters record a kangaroo hopping through a field. Many believe that it was a pet kangaroo that went missing a year prior. <laughs> North Salem, New York. A driver on their way to work shot a video of a kangaroo standing on the edge of the road. At the time, a family reported their pet wallaby had recently escaped, so we're pretty sure it was that. Mm. And then finally, in Grand Chute, Wisconsin, 2019. Police received a call around 7 a.m. that a kangaroo had been spotted walking on a bridge near Fox City Stadium. Upon investigation, police found no trace of the animal. Nearby Greensville Zoo reported all their kangaroos were safe and accounted for. So I posit to you, Josh, is there either A, a populating breeding group of kangaroos in America that they, wink, 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 just don't want you to know about, <laughs> or possibly a phantom ghost kangaroo? Ooh, a kangaboo! <laughs> kangaroo! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's to say? <laughs> Who is to say? And then you get into cases of phantom kangaroos and realize that they are pretty much throughout the world. But theirs all seem to be pretty... You can boil them down to like, no, no, it was a circus or a, a zoo escapee. Mm, yeah, yeah, I mean, that that's a pretty... That does seem to have, like, a, a, a pretty plausible explanation kind of baked into it, right? But... I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there is also a 20-foot-tall kangaroo that was sighted in New Zealand coming out of a seaside cave. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... Fuck you, phantom kangaroos. I don't. Yeah, that's a kaijuru, I guess. Yeah, that, no, that is kangaroo is a kaijuru. Yeah, that's a that's Good. a that's a two story house ghost kangaroo. <laughs> I guess I'd be remiss if I didn't say that there was a giant kangaroo called Procomptodon that was an ice age megafauna. Mm. I don't think they were in New Zealand, but I could be super wrong. I don't know. I didn't look into it. Point is, Josh. Mm-hmm. Ghost animals, goddamn old McDonald's, fucking farm of horror, <laughs> coupled with it belongs in a kangazoo. <laughs> How you feel, buddy? I am feeling great. I again, this is this is turning into one of my favorite episodes, just because it. Well, it, it is, and I, and I guess we we sort of like touched on it at, at the beginning. Um, yeah, like last week's. You have all these very depressing and sad stories about people passing away or having all sort of things like that, and then leaving ghosts behind, or and or people getting like uh, uh, terrified and like super freaked out by like ghost sightings. Um, but you just like do ghost animals, and you get me just laughing and giggling the entire time thinking about <laughs> thinking about some of these. So I well okay well and this was one, this was one that I also kind of. Like I did a little looking because I knew you, you were mostly going to drive this episode, but but there's one that I think we just have enough time for. Um, okay, because yeah, we've, we've talked about the more domesticated ones. We've talked about ghost ghost farm animals, ghost zoo animals, um, and I know Mark how special this animal is to you. But I, I get I guess yes, a buffalo, and I'm sure there are tales of ghost buffalo. But I went out looking. I wanted to find a ghost bear story. Because I knew that that... And I did. I did. I found one that I think we have... be a nice little way to end out here. 
and we are going back, of course, to jolly old England, uh, and specifically to the Tower of London. Um, when the Mrs. Wizard and I had our little vacation um, belated honeymoon there in, in London, we, we did. It, it wasn't officially on our itinerary, but we thought, yeah, let's do it. Let's go to the Tower of London. Let's see the Crown Jewels. Let's do all that stuff. Um, and we didn't learn about it then, but I've walked around where apparently this ghost bear um, terrorized at least one dude in, in, in particular. Um, so, so, yeah, the Tower of London, yeah, that, that's where they keep the, the crown jewels. Um, yeah, it served as like a prison for a while. Uh, it, it, it housed people including like Guy Fawkes. Um, but it also was the site of the Royal Menagerie, a.k.a. the Royal Zoo. Uh, and go, oh, shit, yeah, right. going, going almost, or more than, yeah, more than 800 years ago, wild animals were kept within the tower, uh, back in 1210. Uh, God damn. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, more than three times as long as our country is, or about three times as old as our country is. There were the yeah. the Tower of London was a was a zoo. Um, <laughs> wow! So, so yeah, okay, 12, cool. 1210, um, elephants, baboons, leopards, lions, um, even a polar bear that would go fishing in the River Thames. Um, hmm. All housed over there. Oh, and I guess I should also credit my source here. Uh, getting this from mylondon.news, um, and. Okay. The notorious Tower of London ghost that terrified a beef eater so badly he went into shock and died. Spoiler alert. Uh-oh. So, it wasn't the polar bear. Or at least we don't think it was the polar bear. But, yeah, flash forward some 600 years. <laughs> 600 years from when right, right, right. animals were first kept there. So, that we're looking at 1816. Um, yeah, as the War of 1812 was going on, right? The... 1816, um, the like special guards that are in charge of um, maintaining the uh, Tower of London, they're called Yeoman Warders. And apparently one was out making the round one night. Um, and there's a tower called Martin Tower. Um, and he that's where he sees this enormous black bear while he's on night duty. And so, oh God, okay. and, and so the guard doing his, you know, serving the country, um, stiff upper lip and all that, takes his bayonet, like tries to like reach up and smack this bear on the head with it. But because it's a ghost, it just goes like straight through and like gets embedded into the door of Martin Tower. Um, and the ghost like, yeah, kind of, kind of like vanishes. Um, and, and apparently, yeah, this guard was so freaked out, um, went into shock and died a few hours later. Um, and so then this bear, this ghost bear has since been nicknamed old Martin. And, uh, they found, I don't know how they piece this together. Don't ask me how they piece this together. Um, but 
uh, at the Natural Museum of History, or the Natural History Museum in, in London, they apparently found Old Martin's skin, his, his like pelt, and his skull. And so they brought those to the Tower of London to be shown off. Um, oh, wow. So, I, and yeah, and I, I wasn't able to figure out how they could tell that that was Old Martin's skull and uh uh the furs his hide that was there but they did that and so yeah that was that was the ghost the ghost bear old martin of the tower of london also english people need a better name than martin for their anything yeah that's the second martin tonight yeah there's so many there's so many there's a whole world of names out there guys come on and don't don't just be like oh no it's no oh, it's just a, it's like no you can you can come up with something better you can come up with something better than that come on come on <laughs> oh man oh man okay so all right so no I I thoroughly enjoyed this episode Mark I think you did a fantastic job even even if you felt a little gun shy or felt a little unsure um, with this week's prep no well done buddy did this was amazing uh, <laughs> thank you thank you I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, and uh, listeners, we also want to thank you because we are we we sent this out last week. We said, "Hey, share your share your ghost stories with us, and then we'll read them." And lo and behold, yeah, we're getting some trickling in. And so I I think what we're going to do is we're going to save them where uh, until Mark and I are in person uh, next week. We can read them together. We'll laugh about them together. We'll be in the same room. We will channel. We'll be able to channel each other. We'll be able to channel you. Um, so if you want, if you want it, it, it's it's not too late. Uh, send us your your, your ghost stories. Um, I asked the Mrs. Wizard if, if she had a couple. And she, in her family, she has some pretty good ghost stories. Um, that uh, I'll have her kind of like do a little write-up uh, so I can read as well. Um, yeah, we, we got a couple on social media. And so... Uh, that possibility is still open. It doesn't have to be a ghost animal story, but maybe it is. Maybe maybe your uh, uh, pet's ghost doesn't like come and haunt you, but maybe you can like f- feel a cold, wet nose on your cheek in the middle of the night, and you think, "Oh, scraps," or wh- whoever. Uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah, it could be a ghost animal co- story. Could just be some other sort of ghost story. Tell us, share it with us. We'll read it out loud. Uh, and we'll give you a shout out as we continue to celebrate Spooky Month. Um, so send an email to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at twowizardspodc1. We're on Instagram, two wizards. We're on Facebook, two wizards. I'm on uh, Twitter uh, at plaid barbarian. I, I guess I'm, I've sort of fell into doing this kind of month challenge um that classics twitter is doing so i'm, I'm doing little silly classics things on on twitter um mark before i hand it off to you to tell us some more things um i also gotta say as the mrs wizard and i were driving back from this wedding uh in bowling green kentucky uh what was one of the ways that we passed the time listening to the dang old podcast and holy cow were those some good episodes with uh, thank you uh, tanking it to the streets and of mice and little green men and I was chuckling the entire time that you and Johnny were like fuck John Steinbeck uh, 
You remember. You were I was fucking there. there, bud. You were fucking there. I was there, and and you came up to me and said, like, Josh, I don't want to spend six weeks on Of Mice and Men. I was like, <laughs> then don't. They were going to make me do six weeks. Yeah. Listeners. Yeah, then don't. Again, we said it before. Say it again. Josh was my mentor teacher when I went through the ed program in college. And... I had we had to teach of mice and men. That was part of their, like their goddamn curriculum, whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And I walked up to him and I was like depressed because I was like, Josh, I can't do, I this, can't for do this for six for six weeks. weeks. I was like, then don't. Oh, do it. And and what did you add to that? The same thing that you talked about on Dingle Podcast. You did the old goddamn man in the old sea. Old man in the sea by Ernest sea. Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway, so much better. Uh, so so that that was great. And then uh, your most recent episode. Um. Uh. The. Uh. Uh. Oh. It was. I, it was just on the tip of my tongue. Um. Beer and loathing. Beer and loathing. And the. Uh. No. No country club for old men. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The con. Yeah, the con one. The con yeah, one. Yeah. yeah so all good. Asian country club. So and Johnny good. and I fight about like the idea of like racism should be shown to every group. Right. Always. Yeah. And. Yeah. While you did fight about that, you also reconciled, and I want this so bad. You also reconciled with the dangled rings, <laughs> the Lord of the Dangled Rings, and holy cow, that was amazing! That was so stinking good. So, listeners, consider that like an like an extra endorsement from me. So, Mark, what else? What's coming up with our sister podcast, the Dangle Podcast? Um, this week we have a uh, fun with Jane and Jane, the Luann joins a cold episode <laughs> and my own private rodeo, the Dale's dad is oh, gay man. episode. Those They're are both great. Great. We, lo- we loved both of these episodes. Those are um, great episodes. It is really weird. We cut fun with Jane and Jane mm-hmm. the same week we did giant bird attacks, Josh, you and I. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, the whole B plot of that is Hank has to like kill some emus for Buck. <laughs> That's right. So both... Just all week long, I was like double fisting like emus <laughs> into my goddamn skull. Like, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's so good. Okay, so yes, so check them out at Dingle Podcast. Uh, uh, Mark, you're also on Twitter at Marky Stardust. Um, that's true. Yeah, find me over there. Find us over there. Uh, and did did I even see that Dingle Podcast also has Facebook now? Yes, yes, we do. There you go. Oh, so we sold out. Uh, High hammock sold out. Hi, One of them downloads boys and we, girls. We, boy, boys and girls. And ghost dogs. Ghost animals of all shapes and sizes. If you're... No masturbating monkeys in yeah, our feed. Yeah. Actually, Keep, go ahead and DM that to me because I'll find it delightful. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'll watch a goddamn monkey jack off. <laughs> I don't care. Like... You know, like, Jay Goodall talked about how, like, apes are so like us, and she could see the connection in the chimp's eyes when she, like, looked into it, like, this is our, like, not relative, like, not our brother or our cousin, but, like, it is our relative, and we are close to this being. And I'm like, yeah, dude, because it can make eye contact with you and Jack off. That's why we're so fucking close to it. That's why. Your dog makes eye contact with you and shits. Your cat <laughs> makes eye contact with you and paws you in the face for food. What other beast makes eye contact with you and socks the fuzz? I don't know. Yeah, that's the, truly, truly. Uh, Dolphins, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to know. May, yeah. The, the, Ask Can't Kill. Dangle Podcast. Brought it around. <laughs> Alrighty, so... Alright, I'm squirrely, you're squirrely. Yeah, we're, we're squirrely. up on 
Fireball and Milk and Fireball, uh, you talk to us. Yeah, yeah, no. Just, so, I've been yelling at you for years now. Fireball is my just that. It's just that, you know, he's just not that into you. But, hey, whatever. <laughs> I am I, still holding out that even if it's not, like, a full-on sponsorship, if we at least get, like, added or retweeted or quote-tweeted or replied to, I would count a that. A pat on the head days. like you would give to a goddamn ghost dog. Exactly. Exactly. That's looking up and giving you those puppy ghost dog eyes and just wants some validation, just wants some love, even though, even if it has left this mortal realm. Um, <laughs> but everybody, thank you once more for joining us. Um, we're, we're halfway or just about halfway through Spooky Month. And got a really special episode coming up very shortly. Uh, my name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I'm a wizard. Thank you for listening, guys. We love you all, everyone. Take care, everybody. Good night. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all!